What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. A thrice weekly podcast where we talk about current affairs with comedy. Yes. Yes. But it's been a, it's been a quiet couple of days, huh? Yes, so relatively yeah. speaking. Yes. Yeah. It has. Mm. Because as Terrence so maybe and maybe we need to inject more humor, more humor into the discussion. More humor and more jokes. That, uh. More jokes. Yeah. Because yeah, we really did try to find articles that were like polarizing or controversial or felt like the mainstream media was not giving it due justice, but whew, it's been it's been a dry spell, man. Yeah, we're suddenly living in a state of harmony, uh, after Yeah, that's why. Like everything COVID COVID is finally dying off slowly in Singapore. Yeah, no no black face, no brown face, you know, like yeah. no shitty, stupid posts or Sexual yeah. harassment can scandal. Magridos came and went, you know, things like yeah. that. Yeah, what is Singapore becoming, man? Huh? Are we actually becoming a harmonious society? Uh yeah, it's I don't know, man. It's a big 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 question. Uh. It's a big In fact, question. That's, that's what our topics uh, I mean our topics are kinda related to that also. Uh, kinda related, like uh, kinda related. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh maybe maybe you but can bef- yeah, before we jump to that yeah. as always. We have to do the plug that if this podcast has touched you in a in a very uh, friendly way and not not in that kind of way, but touched <laughs> you in in your heart, uh, do let someone else know about it. Because yesterday night I just met uh, like um, an old friend, and yeah. I realized he 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 had no clue that I, I was doing a podcast like this often this often. Uh uh-huh. So I think the the he was very shocked that we were so prolific that we could actually cough up a podcast every like couple of days because uh. to him also like probably Singapore is like boring and shit and like nothing happens uh-huh. so, so 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 for people to be able to talk about stuff going on in Singapore is pretty amazing but he did he bring up the podcast or you like shoved it in his face uh, I as a, I brought it up as a nugget of information as you do in conversation with people uh-huh. when they bring when they bring up something <laughs> then you bring up something in return la. so there was no shoving the face I think it was very consensual <laughs> yeah. it was a consensual conversation about about uh, interesting things that we're doing why yeah. everything you've been saying has been laced with a certain feeling of like harassment eh? No, I, I think I, I, I can't because it's one of those things where you, you kind of want to check yourself if you're tooting your own horn a bit too much in uh-huh. real life. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like when you meet your friends and all you do is just talk about yourself and after that you're like, oh, let's, yeah, it's so, uh, you know, they, like it's so, um, yeah, life is awesome and stuff like that. And then you just got to check yourself. Check yourself. Too. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, uh, and I mean, just uh, the, over this past weekend when I went to Ikea, someone... Uh, a Yalabad listener came up and, and said hi uh, and that was oh, fucking seriously? awesome yes yeah oh, that's nice. great so if you're listening thank you so much for making my night uh, and we're always keen to to meet people in real life who listen to our podcast so yeah. so yes and with that into the first fucking topic man yes okay so this topic is about this pedestrianization trial in Singapore Specifically in two areas in Kampong Admiralty and uh, Havelock Road. So mm. there was an article that was written yesterday about certain sentiments about the trial so far because it was launched in January. It's a six-month trial. Um, and I had no idea this was even going on, man. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, I had no I had no clue as well. I mean, and, and 
Some of them are like even not even like we're not talking about like the extreme ends of Singapore, like just woodlands and that. Some like yeah. Havelock Road and yeah, you know, there's only two like that, that you have heard of. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, essentially, what this pedestrianization uh, experiment was was meant to do was kind of uh, turn normal roads into uh, bus only and very pedestrian friendly roads lah, so that uh, you can have more cyclists, more pedestrians, more walking and just cut down the number of cars. Lah. And it was done mm. uh, on one section of Woodlands Ring Road. So you know Woodlands Ring Road, uh, unlike the Circle Line, is an actual ring, like a complete ring. Mm. And there was one mm. segment that was uh, pedestrianized and at Havelock Road. Lah. So I had no idea this was going on. Uh, it was launched in January. And uh, I think the sentiment so far, based on um, just, I think, anecdotal uh, speaking with the residents uh, and through surveys that, that they're gathering from QR codes put around there, I think the reactions are mixed. Mm, mm, mm. Correct, yeah. Correct. So, so, I mean, overall, when, when you saw this pedestrianization experiment, what was your first thought? Uh? Um... It's, well, my first thought is a very boring technical thought. That, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I guess the most people will be like, yeah, why don't you just, you know, make free up one of the lanes on the roads for cyclists and all that. Uh-huh. But as far as I recall, I think there were studies about the feasibility of that having been done before in mm. Singapore in the 90s yeah, when we were still kids and everything and, and I think they decided against it lah, because it would um, I mean it's a lot of disruption to to uh, the entire infrastructure yeah. if you wanted to implement a, a, an island wide thing yeah. so um, but but this is, is, is not it's not the same as uh, you know isolating one lane of traffic on all roads uh, this is just making some areas a bit more um, easier for people to access and for people to use bikes and go up and down and stuff like that. So it's more of a, it's less of a commuting thing, but more of a lifestyle kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like it's not meant for it to help you get to your work from it on a bicycle more easily, but it's meant to, if you're in the neighborhood and you just want to like, uh, you know, cycle to get groceries or check out the the artisanal bread shop downstairs and things like that. Yeah, it's 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 easier for you lah. So so, I uh, yeah, I think it's more of a to me it's more of a lifestyle thing rather than a you know like really to to, uh, fundamentally change how the 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 habits of people are. And also this is just a trial lah. So, it's not it's not fully determined whether it will work or so lah. Yeah, I mean my my first thought when the, when I read it I was like oh shit actually I think it's a great trial man. And and this mm. is where like I think must give credit where it's due la. Um, I think there has always been talk of uh you know, uh more more people cycling, more people walking, cutting down on vehicles. Uh, and you've had experiments where once a month I think pre-COVID Orchard Road was closed down, and there were like fashion mm-hmm. shows and all the shit, right? So, but that always struck me as like a way to revive the commercial nature of Orchard Road and make it more interesting. But to see this sort of experiment, I think it's it's pretty damn cool. Um, I can imagine from the people who were kind of inconvenienced by it just being like, hey, fuck, lah, this is damn stupid because there were businesses along the road that uh, maybe deal with logistics or delivery. So to have the road in front of them kind of cut off to their vehicles, it does impact their business. Lah, right? Mm-hmm. But, then, but then I thought this was a cool experiment uh, and the way they were doing it, or at least in theory with QR codes around and trying to get surveys and feedback, um, 
I think that's great like, because so many times we've seen in the past where policies are, uh, are made, changes are made or implemented and they were, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. Like, right? um, so this one, I, th- I thought it was pretty cool and I think there's, there are 60, 60 road repurposing projects being explored. Like. Mm. I think the pandemic probably sped this up because you know yeah. more people are working from home. But okay, so the interesting thing is like between you and me, you drive uh, generally mm. and I take mm. public transport. Mm. Um, yep. I also cycle, and I know you don't. Uh, and I, I do, I do cycle, but leisurely lah. Yeah lah, leisurely. Yeah. Not, I don't wear spandex and and, and be an asshole it's to everyone else around spandex, me. Spandex, okay. You see, you see, you know, if you ever like for whatever reason get involved <laughs> in policy discussions or focus groups and all that, you will, you, I will warn them. I'm like, no, this guy already has a biased perspectives on cycling. Spandex. No, fuck you. I don't even know whether it's actually spandex or not. It's stretchable <laughs> material, yes, but it helps with the cycling because it's aerodynamic. And you know, like when you go for a run or something, when your pants get sweaty and like they are fluttering in the wind, it's really fucking annoying. So, mm, mm, so don't, correct, shit, correct, don't yeah. shit on the cycling clothes, okay? And not every cyclist wears that kind of things. It's just the people who maybe rely on cycling uh, longer distances. La. So, objectively... Well, the larger, larger proportion of spandex wearing cyclists are uh, road hazards. Uh, that's, that's my opinion. Okay, that's your opinion. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that's your opinion. No, so I thought it was interesting to talk about because this is also off the back um, of an interesting post by PM Lee's wife, Ho Ching, one of her 200 posts every day um, who mm. talked about how uh, bicycles and PMDs should be registered la, and licensed. Mm. Right, mm. because ultimately, I would imagine this pedestrianization is yeah is is exploring what uh, uh, Singapore would look like, where the roads are more cyclist friendly, and in the sense that there are dedicated places for cyclists, and cyclists and drive uh, motorists don't have to 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 fight la, Right, so mm. I I would just thought it would be interesting to get your perspectives and see whether they differ a lot from mine about an experiment like this, or even the thought of pedestrianizing more roads. Mm. But actually, the other thing also, I think you mentioned that uh, because of COVID, people work from home. But, but not only that, uh, I think in this same weekend, there was a, at least on Good Friday, apparently there was a mad rush of people at all the parks. Uh. Oh yeah, correct. Like, for some reason, everyone went to a park on Friday. Yeah. Uh, probably, you know, to, to see some greenery since it's a long weekend. And, and you know, last time people would travel on long weekends, but no more. So they would just go out to the park. So, Apparently, it was so crowded that, you know, safety distance officers had to be deployed and I think drones had to be deployed to monitor. (laughs) You had to monitor the traffic flow. So, people are thirsty for new places to visit, to just walk around and just, you know, freely explore. So, I think our sidewalks are not prepared for that. That's why Mm. you see in the pedestrianization, there's a lot of uh, visualization of of how you know streets will look. Let's say if you remove the side, the parking lots on the side of the road, yeah, and made them into and made them into um pedestrian zones, uh. Uh, so so we actually we also did something quite interesting a few years ago, like, Just for full transparency, yeah. Uh, we also did this thing where we we took over a certain parking lot in the middle of Amoy Street, yeah, and then convert and then built a a, a performance art thing there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, we, we, we called it a spa in the city where we did a a very DIY low-key spa in one of those parking lots in Amoy Street la, yeah. by the road. We'll put a link uh, and to... And I think I would... We'll put a link yeah, to... It was one of the more popular... Yeah, it was one of the more popular uh, 
so-called uh, got, performance art exhibition. It got featured in, yeah. in Sing Ming Daily, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The newspaper. Yeah, our first stuff, foray yeah. into non-English content. But I will, I'll <laughs> put a, I'll put a, a link in, in the show notes to the YouTube video that we made about it, lah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, and what I, I think, um, long story short, we found it quite, quite fun, lah, to to do stuff like that where we repurpose, um, you know, parking lots and 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 do something for the community, lah, which is basically office lunch workers and and things like that, lah, right? Mm. Yeah. But so so I thought it was quite related, so I, I thought we should just quickly put a mention of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, you were mentioning you were saying that we have differences on on what on on um cyclists and pedestrians using using roads. I mean because uh, and everything. Lah. Because I think more people cycling is a good thing, broadly speaking. But I totally mm. uh, agree that cyclists on the road sometimes I as someone who cycles or cycled often in the past for trot for transport for long distances, I see cyclists and I'm like, yo, can you fucking don't be like that, please? Like mm. uh you know when the at the M, the red light they just go past because for some reason during there's two seconds a different they they transport to a different universe where the rules are different. And they just go past, mm-hmm. and then after that they go back to uh, respecting the road, lah. So I see that mm-hmm. also. I'm like, wow, well, why? But but as a cyclist, yeah, some motorists uh, also can be quite aggressive, and it feels like mm-hmm. the ideal thing would be like in in other countries where we've seen where there's a bike lane, lah. You know. Mm-hmm. But then to do that, then you what are you going to do? You're going to extend the pavement and eat into the roads, or extend the roads and eat into the pavement. So yeah. I think that's why this is kind of cool in the sense it's not just widening because widening also you can't widen roads just like that, right? Mm. You need to mm. think about maybe repurposing the roads. Like. So I thought this was a pretty pretty cool experiment uh, for the people who have been inconvenienced by it. I mean, uh, I guess you can't have your... It's one of those nimby things, uh, you know, not in my backyard thing. Like people might want it, but they're like, well, Laoi, experiment here for fuck. Yeah, um... I mean, broadly speaking, oh, I said it again. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, to the redditor who pointed out that Terrence yes. also has these words that he always uses. Broadly speaking, we caught him red-handed, yeah. man. Uh, in, in in the risk of overgeneralizing, ah. I would say, uh, the road cyclists. Wow, this one is this one. I, see, I, I see. Anal- I've analyzed. I've analyzed see. for very long already, lah. See, see. Yeah, uh, see. it's a bit of a. There's a bit of a. It's a bit of a classist issue going on with road cycling. Uh. Oh, is it? Uh, yes, because it's primarily uh, those people who are riding very expensive bikes who are doing it as a purely leisure activity, you know, with their office colleagues or their friends um, on weekends. And they do it as a big group, uh, you know? Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I don't... Re- I, when I, that's why I don't put the uncle who's cycling on his lone bicycle with a basket in the mm. same category, la. Mm. Um, so I I generally call that that group this the cyclists in spandex, because that's that's the most identifiable trait. Um, and it's like, uh, I mean a lot of these people they're riding really expensive bikes. Uh. They allow them to go really fast. Uh. And on the roads of Singapore, in the in the wee hours in the morning when it's clear and everything, they probably like can go faster than like even cars travel on the roads. So essentially, they're also they're also not adhering to the speed rules, the the, the speed rules in Singapore as well like, on the on the roads, um, and don't even say traffic like, Right? Yeah, speed rules are being broken, 
uh, we've seen so many cases where they're literally like even Tae Ping Hui posted a video where he showed how they didn't they don't adhere to road tra- road signs to give way to to oncoming traffic first mm. you know mm. so it's a it's a real hazard la. and then there's so many instances already of, of them when they get honked at because you know we're trying to alert them of a danger or something like that uh, they get angry la, and then they you know there's third fingers there's vulgarities raised and I say all this having experienced it myself. I'm not speaking on anyone else's behalf as well. Mm. I've experienced it myself, just not even as a driver, but just as a fellow cyclist on uh, at East Coast Park on the East Coast Park um, Park connector. I'm just going. I, I can't. I can't go as fast. And then I see some, you know, an old lady because I was dragging along a carriage. So an old lady just you know went to my right to overtake me, and because of that, she ventured a little bit onto the oncoming. Uh, bicycle lane, right? Mm, mm, mm. And then this man, this group of spend, cyclists in spandex speed by and say, like, what is wrong with you? Stay on the left. You know, they're kind of, they're, they're shouting at old people on bicycles like that as they whiz by. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, it's just a very nasty, they just set up this really nasty environment for all cyclists. And I, 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 I that's the first and maybe probably the last time I cycle East Coast because it's, uh, there's so many annoying people like that along the way. Mm. So, yeah. So I mean, first of all, like you know, when you were saying that the uh, the not not following the rules, and you said they're breaking speed limits, right? I think that yeah. one I just need to clarify, like, because the the lowest speed limit in Singapore, I think, is what forty k per hour more. I think, or generally mm. fifty. Like to cycle forty plus k on a bicycle, it's really fucking hard, lah. So I just need to to point out that I don't think they're breaking speed limits. I agree, they break other rules. Uh, like, they could be la, but they could be la if they're really fast. La. Yeah, but then like could be la. So I think if we want to talk about this kind of things, need to also be not not like cast uh, uh, accusations like that la. Because I think there's there are more instances of people breaking the rules, like taping his video. Like I saw that yeah. basically he was coming uh, through a traffic light, and there was a what do you call that lane where the bikes the filtering the filtering the lane filtering lane. in they have to give way to oncoming traffic uh, and mm. there was like six or eight cyclists stretched out over like I don't know twenty meters. So the, by the when mm. the first one went, taping way was still far away like But as he came, mm. the cyclists just carry on, and that to me is like that's fucking that's fucked up uh, So that yeah. to me is breaking the rules la. So just wanted to highlight that. But uh, no, but was, I mean the what I'm saying is entirely possible uh, you're, you're saying it's a low in low likelihood but what I'm saying is entirely possible and the second thing to add on that is it's not possible to to actually catch them doing it la. because they're not even registered to be on the road or anything la. yeah so you know so that's the thing that that's where like Ho Ching's post about the the be, being licensed and registered right I actually think that's good I think mm. if you want to cycle on the road you have to register your bicycle um, of course yeah, of correct. course like I'm glad you pointed out that there's there's a there there's a spectrum of cyclists, and you do mm. see people uh, cycling on the road like that old uncle, um, um, which you could also argue that he should be cycling on the pavement. But um, I think that one there might be reasons why they are cycling on the road because just because it's it's a lot more efficient, a lot faster, and mm, mm. I can't imagine anyone with with cycling with that sort of bike without a helmet, they would choose to cycle on the road over the pavement unless mm. there's good reason. La, because it's it's yeah. scary, la, right? So yeah. so I think that's where it gets tricky because that again sounds like, okay, uh, the people who maybe use their bicycle for their livelihood where, I mean, if you can increase your rate of delivery of, of, of a food delivery by 50% by cycling on the road, that's that's mm. literally your income, la, right? 
So there mm. is a benefit there. And I think registering it could be uh, an issue just to to add on to a, the already difficult job of delivering food. But I think it that would be good. I'm totally in favor of that. Because mm. right now, cyclists on the road, they can do whatever the fuck they want. And it's true. Like you can't, it's hard to catch them. Mm. Right? Mm. And if you don't record, uh, then it becomes like, uh, yeah, like it's a he says, she says thing. If you record, then you just like, you have to get the internet CSI bandwagon on it. And then it just becomes very vindictive. Mm. Correct. Yeah. I mean, the... I guess what you raised earlier are valid points the, that need to be examined on how it's implemented. Now, first thing I'll say is if you intend to wear spandex and ride a race bike, then you need to get that license. Nah. Maybe you like, are, like certain You know your next birthday, bikes. I'm going to get you a pair of spandex tights. <laughs> no. Fuck, yeah, you got like this. This I think it goes deeper. Your 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 hatred for spandex uh, confirms a deeper emotional baggage. Uh. It's just the the people who wear it. Uh. But, but the... Uh, but yeah, the race bikes are uh, race bikes need to be I mean, let's 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 start off with race bikes. Um, you know, if you wanna sell race bikes or if you wanna ride a race bike or whatever, you need to be licensed that uh, because I mean there's a difference between the uncle's bike with a basket and, yeah, uh, and yeah. a race bike. Uh. Really there is a very big difference. Uh. Yeah. So so I think that's one place you could start. Um if you yeah. if you're worried about the issue being a classist issue, like, oh, are we penalizing those people who are making a livelihood or out of it? Yeah, yeah, you know. I agree la, that we don't want to use a, a big hammer and end up like uh, hurting everyone who's who genuinely tries to to use a proper bike. Yeah. But the, the my, 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 my worry is that those on racing bikes, they're like flying missiles like that. La. They could kill pedestrians just as easily as a car could. La, mm. you know? Yeah. So that's what that was one concern I had about these pedestrianization zones are that um, if they are being shared between cyclists and, and um, pedestrians or so, uh, it could be tricky but I go back to my very very first point that I don't think these pedestrianized zones are about you know um, long roads where cyclists can really practice their tour de France you know that kind of thing mm. um, it's meant for like more lifestyle options uh, you know so I don't think people will be going at crazy speeds on those kind of roads uh. I mean I think the the to me this uh, pedestrianization just means that okay you you have a two-lane road for pedestrians and cyclists. If you want to divide that into bike lane and cyclists uh, and, and pedestrians, that's fine. So I, I think, I, I don't think they are meant for it to just mix organically and freely like that. I think it's just, I would assume there's, there's room to, to carve out the paths for the different types of pedestrians. Like, because I, would you agree that, 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 I think there was a report that Straight Times did also, but the article is behind a paywall and no matter how much I tried, I couldn't find a way to read it. Um, it's, it's a report that said that more in Singapore will walk bike as means of commute in 10 years, uh, which was predict mm. predicted by a study. Like you can argue that that's not rocket science. That's somewhat obvious. But I do think that it's going to move that way. Like. So the earlier we can try and find some system that works, the better. And it, it's, it's weird yeah. because um, like bicycles needed to be registered or licensed up to 1982, no? Yeah, that was a very interesting nugget that Ho yeah. Ching brought up uh, that yeah. I never knew. I never knew. Exactly. And the license plates were literally at uh, a Singapore and a six-digit number. And that's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, I think she said it was stopped because back then, uh, $5 was a uh, pricely sum uh, um, and it was a one-time registration. But right now, it feels like... I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's almost like 
as long as they don't say you put a trace together token on your bicycle because that would be fucking yeah. that would be unnecessary uh, you just but, register yeah. well what are you going to say no, but actually, that, that's a great idea. Would, no. like, then you wouldn't even need you wouldn't even need cameras and all that already. Yeah. No, cannot. Then then no, then what happened? Because then you're gonna have what wild boars we trace together, cyclists we trace together. Then soon it's gonna be ERP yeah. for cyclists, which to be yeah. honest, if actually no ERP is meant as a way to curb the influx of traffic and reduce traffic jams, right? So maybe at some point yeah. in the future when the bike lanes get so clogged up that they need some sort of um like uh, curbing down or, or control then yeah in future but but I think the registration actually makes sense and I think what you said as much as I love to shit on whatever you say about cyclists I think yeah. the type of cyclist being the racing bike starting first I own a racing bike and I, I I do think also that most people who use racing bikes don't do it as part of their livelihood uh, of course, you get you get a food delivery people who use racing bikes. That's totally uh, that's totally understandable. But I think by and large, lah, um, mm. and I think it's one of those things that it's going to be an unpopular decision. Confirm, confirm. Yeah. But feels like hmm, there there needs but, to be a yeah, sustainable it, way, lah. It's so much better than than like just the outright banning. Uh, the vehicle entirely, like PMDs like that, right? Mm. I felt that I felt that. Um, we shouldn't have gone all the way to entirely ban PMDs. I I still felt like maybe there were steps in between. Um, that 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 could have, that could have made it still like you know possible to to have and use a PMD for leisure or something. But 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 really really like clamp down on those 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 who are going at crazy speeds and all that. But um. I don't know, man. At, at, the, at the same no. time, if you are if you are the victim of one of those accidents where where PMD rider crashed into your you or your family member or something, yeah, you, you I would totally understand why they say it should just be banned no. entirely as no. well, No, no yeah. I think I also wanted to address something you said about how on East Coast Park where you have lanes for walkers and you have lanes for cyclists, right? Uh, and that person who shouted at the old person, I think that's less about cyclists but more about that guy just being an asshole, uh, because. Like I mean, I have cycled in those lanes before, and yeah, when you are when you're hitting a good speed and all, uh, it's it's short line, and if you have to decrease and then increase, um, it is it is annoying. I have felt annoyed when I see people like just dilly dallying on the the cyclist walkway, but uh, I think it's important that 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 we refrain from just shouting like that, like, because then to me you're an asshole. Mm. Um, mm. They, they, they are in the wrong, but when you have a fast-moving thing, sometimes shouting at them could make could make them make them jump in a way that is unexpected for you, and that could cause a crash, right? Mm, mm. Because I think everyone has had at some point, you know, in your own house or something, you turn like you just come out of your room and you shock someone else in your house, and if you do that, uh, and you have this fucking fast thing coming along, uh, yeah, don't be an asshole, uh. like uh, yeah. So so I think that's more about just he's he he's an asshole, uh. that guy's an asshole. Um, yeah, that means every cycling group there's always one asshole. Uh. But that's like humans also. What you telling me amongst yeah, no. so, our so friends? That's, <laughs> so that's can't... where I wanna I gotta say, yeah, we can say that the guy that's isolated form of behavior, but we also got to examine what encourages that behavior, la. And uh, as a driver myself, a lot of times because you are seated in the car and you're. You're actually isolated from having to interact with other drivers face to face and all yeah, that, right? Yeah. You end up um, when you're enraged and everything. You end up 
probably making decisions that you wouldn't normally do like if you yeah, were like yeah. directly confronting someone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I feel I feel all the bicycles for for the little bit of metal and 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 and, and um for a little bit of metal that 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 uh, as that makes it a vehicle, right? Yeah. It also has that same effect on on the people who use it as well. Suddenly, because they're able to go very fast, they and and you know they they don't have to interact with people that much when they're on it. So yeah, like, it just and no and, and emboldens them, emboldens them to to become assholes, uh, Which I, which I agree that it happens to motorists as well, and and I see it happen. I'm I see it happening with cyclists, except the cyclists. I almost I have zero accountability. Yeah, you know, no, that's okay. The, that's the crazy thing. I yeah. think I think you, we've just we've just all discovered why you fucking hate spandex so much because uh. it is part of the costume that gives cyclists a veil of anonymity, like, Right? The correct, spandex correct, on the yeah. pants, the spandex on the top, the, the shaded glasses, the, the cyclists. Yeah, the right. helmet, the generic oh, helmet. Oh, okay, okay. And then you look like basically like one of those one of those people who worship Lance Armstrong in hey, that, you know, you when la, they cycle okay. in one big group. No, okay, I was with you. Handing water bottles. I, I was with you up to like 15 seconds ago. Now you're just going off on a tangent. So I just embolden yeah. you to become a, 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 a discriminatory against all cyclists. La. I will agree. <laughs> I will agree that the whole get up does does give a cyclist the power to do whatever the, the fuck they want. Yeah, because uh, you feel like you're 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 serious. You're serious about exercise, right? When you're wearing that spandex, yeah, like you put on the spandex and you're like, dude, I'm showing my <laughs> even with the shape of my balls in the mirror. Hey, I'm serious wait, about wait, exercise. No, so this is where I think right. you need to be reeducated. No, you think I like wearing those pants? I actually don't know. Because when you, you stop, you love it, like, Come no, on, fuck you. When then, you, then, 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 you purposely don't zip up, then so can flap and show the chest hair. They can't. <laughs> Nonsense, no. There's there are functional reasons why you wear that. You know, I hate stopping uh, at traffic lights because I'm right next to the car and I I hate wearing those tights. But they have a functional reason. Okay, uh, so I think stop uh, shitting okay. on people who wear spandex. You think what? Every, every time I put it on, I stand in front of a mirror. I'm like, you, who's the man? Who's the man? Yeah, You're the so. man. No, fuck yeah. you lah, okay? I hate wearing those pants because of how they look, but they, have, they, they make a lot of sense if you're cycling because they are padded around your ass and uh, genitalia, which provides a, yeah. a very important piece of cushioning between you and the seat. So, uh. so I, I, like, and you know, every time like, I'm almost agreeing with you, you'll say something to just throw me off that makes <laughs> me want to disagree with you just because you're, you're being an asshole. <laughs> I yeah, think, but but it's a but then why don't you just wear like tight like tight uh like you know like those were Uniqlo, um what was the the tight fitting in tight wear that uh, Arisms or something like that. But Arisms there's also tights so what? What's the difference? And those are they're boxers they're, la. they're a bit different. They're a bit different. No, they're no, like, no. They're, they're like they are they are tights, but they're not like like this whole flashy I'm I'm exercising kind of thing you know it's not screaming I'm exercising la. no like it's just like there are there are cycling tops that you can get that don't have all those logos and all la. but uh, yeah. until a few years ago they were not the most common honestly I yeah. guarantee you most people would choose something more sleek looking than not la. Yeah. I think you just have a, a predisposition to hit anyone who is on two wheels wearing a, a tight top and pants la. so to any, I've also met Yalabad listeners who were cycling who I met at a traffic light while I was a pedestrian and they were very nice. So if you're listening to this and you cycle often, keep a lookout for Terence, you know, yeah. and show him that not every cyclist 
is a Lance Armstrong worshipper who stands in front of their mirror and jiggles their body as they zip up their tight uniform thinking they're going to conquer the world and they're, they're masters of the universe. La. So yeah, look at me. I'm exercising, <laughs> man. Look at, look at this big brand across my chest. They're sponsoring me to exercise, man. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> is it because Come on, since, man, get over yourself. No, is it because since you've had a kid, like you exercise kind of like has deep deep like uh, gone down the, the list of, of of what you can squeeze into a day and you are you're being a sour grape Terrence? Huh? Is it because no, you have a I love exercise? A I just I love exercise. I just don't like the when people have to so publicly display uh, the ex- the, that they're exercising and then <laughs> and then do it almost like a like a mafia like a mafia like that, like, you know? And sh- Shouting at people and everything. It's just a, a hey, very, but very I think big once I bumped into you when I was cycling in my cycling gear, didn't I just come yeah. across as a gentleman? No, you almost ran over my dogs. Fuck you, lah. <laughs> okay, nonsense. <laughs> Dude, okay, don't do this nonsense. I was walking my dogs and guns were made and this cyclist suddenly, Bullshit. whoa. I was cycling. Like, hey, Terrence. No, I was like, oh, fuck. No, I was cycling. Guy? Oh, shit. I was cycling near Marina Barrage and I, and I saw you from a distance and there was a, 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 a distance and I did not run over your dogs or try to run over your dogs. So stop. No, my dogs were pooping. Then this cyclist suddenly <laughs> got under the grass and it uh, started like coming towards me. And I was like, oh shit, man, what's happening? This, yeah. this is why wars start, no? Because people just mm. think of what they remember and they layer on so much uh, prejudice and hate that it just, it's just detrimental to all Terrence. You ask your wife, <laughs> like, your wife was there also. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, she, well, she'll tell you I was the sweetest cyclist ever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, anyone who listens to our podcast know, will know my my my. This is one of my pet peeves, uh, But, um, I guess now that Ho Ching has come forward with it, and um, it's so publicly, you know, has has even suggested how how it should be done. Do you think it's an eventuality now? Uh I think it will be, but not in the near future. Oh, really? Why not? Because I think right now, huh? I. Okay, so this is just like, it's not based on uh, anything much apart from just my my feeling. I think given that it's been so, the cyclist issue has been brewing for so long uh, and how motorists versus cyclists thing, and I can't see any reason why it would be expedited right now, lah, especially when we are in, mm. still in the midst of a pandemic. And I think mm. like focusing efforts on keeping social distance and all would still be priority. Like, you know, like building up the drone force to, to mm. take out uh, social distancing uh, uh, rebels would be the priority. Mm. So I think this, given that this also is a six-month experiment that started in January, I think it's going to be mm. a while, man. Okay. Do um, you think it'll be sooner? I, I, have, I think it'll be sooner because I don't think these things happen without some kind of, um, you know, uh, as I, I think these social media posts you see now are kind of like... Uh, uh, testing waters lah, mm. because Tay Ping Hui is a very well known actor, very well known personality in Singapore, who's also known to have joined PAP quite a while ago lah. He was at a young PAP dialogue session as early as twenty thirteen and everything lah, you know. Mm. So I'm sure he's got friends and established in the establishment and everything. And Ho Ching, I mean, don't need to introduce Ho Ching. She is the wife of the Prime Minister. She's not known for. She's not known to publicly comment so much about policies except when except when she's she she's on one of those like Facebook rampages where she's posting every minute and everything like right. Doesn't she comment um, a lot on, on policies? She comments a lot but 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 this one almost seems like it's been a, it's a very um a very measured very measured comment like you know. It's not like a 
it's not like something that was done out of anger or what you know where she sometimes she posts stuff that's just not very coherent and, uh, and it's really hard to understand what she's trying to say mm. but this one to me feels like hey she's making sense she's she's putting something out there really to to that that can be considered for policy and everything and, and making a reminder that you know it's not it's not impossible uh, for something like this for for licensing of bikes to happen. Mm, so I guess time will tell whether it's almost like uh, two different perspectives uh, that that you and I have. Mm. I'm like, ah, no. So so we'll see like Maybe in three months' time, one of us yeah. will have our tails between our legs, man. Yeah. Don't forget the precedent that the PMD ban set also. Uh, that, mm. that these things can happen very quickly and before you even before you even realize it. Uh, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. That is true. That is true. Yes. But yes, so the, um, that was that was the first topic, right? Yeah. The the second but, uh, topic is a uh, is more more international. Yeah. yeah, but it also has to do with like uh, public the public basically taking over uh, what was seen to be exclusive, like, Right, like our initially was about a pedestrianization mm-hmm. of roads. This one's about the participation of the public in in uh in like what do you call it a public art uh, right? the unintended like unintended participation unintended, yeah <laughs> it, yeah it's a pretty funny story actually uh what happened was that um there was this art like this graffiti work uh done by artist john one who i only got to know after this article um and it was in front like he had painted this this 240 cm by 700 cm artwork in front of an audience back in 2016 and it was in a public space uh, um, and part of the artwork uh, involved the paint cans and brushes from the live performances um, so as as that pieces piece of art moves around wherever it is uh, whichever gallery the paint cans and brushes move along with it um, you ever mentioned how much the artwork is Oh yeah, it is. Uh, it is estimated to be worth as much as US five hundred thousand, which is Singapore six hundred seventy two thousand eight hundred twenty seven dollars. Mm. And it was, or and it still is, I believe, uh, currently on location at a gallery in Lotte World Mall, which is in somewhere in Seoul, Korea. Um, and apparently, uh, on Sunday, the CCTV cameras there captured a young man and woman picking up some of the said paint cans and splattering and rubbing it on the artwork because they thought it was a participatory piece of art. <laughs> because, okay, so to give context, if you look at John One's, uh, John, John One's artwork, uh, especially this piece, it does look like a bunch of people just took paint and just rubbed it on a wall. Uh. Um, I mean, that itself had... had it, I, I guess it does have artistic merit because what what is art? Uh, art, anything that evokes an emotion all can be argued as art. And if you look at his website and all, he is quite an acclaimed street artist. And he does say, he, he did, he does very proudly say he was self-taught and his art is about freedom of expression. Um, of course, there are many ways to package anything and make it sound amazing. But this art piece, it is a, flurry of colors la. and I think they thought that oh this was done by people walking by let's just add on to it <laughs> so I mean it was I guess the 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 nice thing is that um, the they were not charged or anything because apparently the gallery did say that it seemed like an honest mistake 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but but what was what was your thoughts when you saw this? Eh? Um, it's it's pretty funny, like I think if you go to if you go to John One's uh Instagram right now, right? Mm. The I think it's the 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 latest videos and everything are literally the the creation of that particular art piece. Uh. I mm. I don't know if he I don't know if he reposted it or what because. Just, just to be in line with like the the news about it now, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, and he even he even put out the CCTV of what happened. Yeah, the, the 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 couple painting. So I guess in some ways he also, um, I don't know if he's amused by it or what, but it's just a, it's just a, it's just a. It's just a very, very funny thing overall, and I, 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 I think it's good that the couple didn't get like you know arrested and charged, Because, uh, yeah, it, it totally is an honest mistake that I can see. I could, you know, potentially see myself also doing like if I was just walking past this. So, so you mean the the cynic in you is subdued uh, right now? Holy shit! The cynic. Oh, oh yeah, because cynic, uh, because in my mind, maybe hmm. maybe this was a a planned thing because. I think the art gallery uh, did say that um, or someone from the, the head of the exhibition, uh, a mm. Kang Wook, did say that inquiries mm. about the show had increased after the incident. Mm. Um, the fact is that oh, we... Oh, you're saying it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's, it was uh, engineered by the artist or the, or the exhibition itself. Yeah, like, maybe because oh. think about it. The art, he's from New York. The art piece is in Seoul and we are two people in Singapore talking about it. I never yeah, knew yeah, of John yeah. one. He has yeah. posted it a few times. And if that's the case, yeah. then it's fucking brilliant. La. It's fucking yeah. genius. Because if you remember a few years ago, um, I think the now, I guess, defunct content create, creator duo, Utiao666, uh, did mm, something mm. that went pretty viral where they defaced uh, Circle Life ads in public. La. Um, mm. And turns out that it was done in collaboration with Circle Life. Um mm. And that was a, a, a very good marketing gimmick. La. So in this case, mm. I don't know. In fact, I, I, I see this more as like, uh, it could be a serendipitous thing. It could be just organically happen. But I think if it was planned, I would be even more in awe of it. La. Yeah, actually, there's something Banksy about it. La. Like Yeah. Like, um, because I just seen the CCTV footage. It's, you know, it's like black and white. And it looks very gritty and very real. So so it could be yeah I mean in the yeah I mean you 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 caught me there like, I think your the cynic in you has risen to the forefront of your personality. <laughs> yeah, that's why why you turned me into yeah. oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah. For me, it's like I just saw it as like oh a potential innocent mistake. That's like and what I would three, have said last time, no. And yeah, you the three blotches of pain, the three blotches of pain that the couple put up there, they. I mean, it fits well quite well, like. Yeah, that's <laughs> doesn't, why. Doesn't really change the art that much, like, Yeah. Yeah. And then now like if you imagine wherever it goes, maybe he might turn it into like, you know, every exhibition that this uh every place this is exhibited around uh, the world, I want to crowdsource, you know, people contributing, which is fucking amazing, lah. No, not just that. He's probably he probably put out an NFT for the original artwork before oh. this happened already. Then oh. now the this artwork has been defaced, so the real original original the digital version of it lah. It's gonna shoot up in price, right? Wow, uh, I'm I'm so I'm so happy to hear you say that because I know a few weeks ago when I said, hey, maybe we should talk about NFT. You're like, what was that? Ah? What was going on? Ah? Like like a like the true <laughs> uncle you are, lah. And now you brought it up. Yeah, it's <laughs> now like you you've you've 
ask you've got the cynic out to play again. Uh, you invited the cynic yeah, that's to come out and play again. <laughs> I uncovered the cynic. Your your child has like subdued your cynic. Well, I, yeah. I've teased it out, man. Welcome back. Correct, correct. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. You kind of um, I guess the. There's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of discussions about whether you know what constitutes art, and then like you know now that this this couple has so called vandalized this art piece, does is it worth less or is it worth more? Because are now they it's artists? Got, yeah. Are they you know, fellow artists? Should they be credited? Should they get a get a you know part of the NFT, part of the 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 funds from the from the NFT sale later or something like that? Um and yeah like like. The, the act of participation in, in in this kind of art is is like that is also part of the, the point right like like you yeah. know how we did our our kapak um, performance art thing and everything we needed yeah. an audience to come forward and participate in the spa and the city experience in order for it to to actually work like if nobody came forward then we we have failed like, basically mm-hmm. yeah yeah so so in, in some ways if nobody actually ever came forward and and tried to draw on this piece of art, maybe it's never a complete art piece, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe that that was his goal. God yeah. damn! So yeah, because deep, he's been posting so it. He's been posting it on his artist Instagram as well as his personal personal uh, uh, Instagram. So who knows, yeah. man? Who I'm knows? Sure he's getting a lot more. Yeah, he's probably gotten a lot more followers in the last couple of days as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I never heard of him before, but he seems like an interesting guy and his artwork, even though it feels like, uh, yeah, it's it's a, a frenzy of, of of colors and all. It, it, yeah, there's, there's a nice, there's a nice feel to it. Actually, cool, in Singapore, man. Singapore, we have quite strict laws against vandalism and graffiti. What do you think would happen to the couple if they were in Singapore? Uh, I think there'll be police report. Um, and then there are of course a lot of people be, uh, who might be in support saying ah, yeah, whatever they were painting on is worthless in Singapore right? Singapore artwork or worth anything <laughs> it's non-essential it's such yeah, an eyesore non-essential <laughs> non-essential uh, what's the point yeah. what's the big big deal man the art also look like <laughs> look like like shit like that yeah yeah that's, that's true uh. in the sense that maybe yeah, the, the people will be like, what kind of, this, you call this art, how can you be punishing someone? I, like yeah. any, any kid could have drawn this and all that. And when well. we say yeah. people, we're just talking about the the, the cynics or the, the shit posters on the Singapore internet. La. Because I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, if you look on Instagram, there are a few Singapore graffiti artists who are pretty fucking awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Right, they're correct, super correct. awesome. And, and I mean, it would be so cool if they also kind of did did some stuff like this. I know the, the last time we had uh, artists in public uh, who came to be known as Sticker Sticker Lady, she got into mm. trouble like years ago. And I think a few yeah. like a few years ago, someone did a gold gold staircase in a HDB, and she also got in trouble. Yeah, but I hope people keep but, trying that, lah. But but uh, we also did something related to graffiti art. I remember. Did we? We we did a video once where we we got um a body painted model. Oh yeah. To blend to blend into a very beautiful piece of graffiti art um along the side of I think Queen Street, a building along Queen Street. Yeah. So there was um there was zero damage to the wall because we we had the the model um spray painted with like you know uh washable washable body paint and and we did it in the hotel first before she came down to 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 stand by the wall and uh yeah so so that was our way of also 
participating in the art, right? But at least we didn't permanently damage art or anything. Well, today, today you are tooting, tooting our MOF YouTube horn a lot. Uh. Yeah, well, yeah, I like because it, I like I mean, it. Yeah. I'll, put, I'll put a link yeah, to the video in the show notes also. Yeah, we see all these strange things happening overseas when, and then, then we think that Singapore is a very stale and sterile place where nothing happens. But actually, you know, yeah, we, we, we have been trying to liven up the scene a little bit, right? Mm-mm-mm. And uh, by doing some of these things. So I, I, I feel like, you know, if the credit is due, the credit is due. Like, did let's just did, let's call it out. Yeah. Did you just say liven up, not liven up? Yeah. Yeah, not liven up. Just liven, liven up. Yep. You say liven, liven it up. Liven la vida loca. Yeah. This, this living one. L-I-V-I-N one. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Let's not go into all this pronunciation. No, because because someone on our on our Reddit also said it was very painful. Uh, Harish pronouncing the word severe makes me want to shout in the MRT in pain. It was posted Severed by... Severed la. It's to, also tomati, tomato, tomato cultivator. How how else yeah. do you do you say Severe. Sever. sever the ties, yeah. Sever. But but to, to me, it, it, it's, the ties. it's sever. Yeah, usually I would I would I would tell people about the pronunciation la, but mostly in private lah, not not in not. public la, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, yeah. So thanks for being an asshole. You're welcome. I mean, to man. you, to you, not 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 to the not Tomato to the, the Reddit, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. think I think that that is considered. I would consider that private enough, lah. But yeah, yeah, correct. But yeah, but you you calling me out is like you're an asshole, la. I just wanted to live up the conversation, lah. Yeah, nothing wrong with living, lah. <laughs> it's it's living la vida loca. It's just saying it with a slight accent. You got a problem with that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Why are you not proud of your Singlish heritage, man? No, I I I'm I'm also I'm not culturally appropriating other languages. I'm. Respecting them and also trying them out, and Singlish is about mixing and trying different things out. But you're so mixing. Don't be, uh, you're don't, you're be don't be so <laughs> don't be so inward looking. Singapore mixing, is immigrants, immigrant country. You're not mixing the living from living the vida loca. You're mix. You're butchering li- liven. It's not. It's not liven the living. Love it. Liven the living loca. Eh? I'm just gonna keep saying living la vida loca. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. I will I will I will I'll severe ties with you and have my omelet on my own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking speaking of comments on Reddit, maybe it's time yes. for our, our third segment. The one show yes. comment of not the week but the past few days. Because now we do yes. podcasts, three podcasts a week. What is what is your favorite comment from the past few days? Um, I think someone responded to our our podcast interview with SS Vicky, mm. um, saying that they they've yet to listen. I this is from Tiramisu Matcha. Mm. Uh, I've yet to listen to the podcast, but just wanted to say I've watched the entire episode of Mas Poi Sentetum, mm. and it's the first Tamil show I've watched, and it was brilliant. I hope that the pilot episode will do well as it definitely deserves more episodes. And then, um, I mean, Tiramisu Macha goes on to explain the, 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 the things he or she really enjoyed in the show. La. And then, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't not again, tooting our own horn, but I think it, I found it great that, you know, the these things stood out to to our viewers as well. Because mm. uh, these, are, these are things that we found yeah, universally very funny and, and interesting throughout the whole show to ourselves. Uh. So mm. it, it's very nice when people break down and analyze what they like or don't like about the stuff that we do because mm. it's always thought-provoking. So I enjoy enjoy, I enjoy that comment very much. And I, oh. I also sent it to, to SS Vicky himself. Yeah. And I think because it was his first experience on the podcast, he thoroughly enjoyed, uh, he's, he's enjoying his feedback as well. Uh. 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So cool, what cool, is cool. your one shot comment? My one shot comment is a comment that just came in last night from Three Lungs. Um, it was in response to the podcast we did on the Xinjiang cotton controversy. Um, and he or she pointed out that uh, the talk on the first topic was pretty touch and go and mm-hmm. proceeded to kind of give some links um, about certain things we said that that had deeper repercussions or deeper context. Like, and even the fact that we when we were talking about the NBA, the, G, the, G, the NBA GM's tweet, um, we didn't bring up LeBron James. So why this is my comment for the past few days is because this is exactly the kind of comment I like to read because it also educates us. Uh, and and I will totally admit that the the the, the coverage of the of the Xinjiang cotton controversy for me was something that almost needed to be touch and go because uh, I. I'm still wrapping my head around the whole thing and we just wanted to give a broad overview. La. And the goal was to at least spur some sort of discussion and maybe learn more. And yeah, if, if so, so thanks for sharing that link. If ever you're listening and you think, what the fuck are these idiots talking about? Maybe that's why we're talking about it because we have no idea and we want to wrap our heads around it and we want to bring along people with us. La. So if you yeah. have some links or you have something that you think we should read, our listeners should read uh, to get a better understanding of anything we talk about, please put it in the subreddit. Please. Yeah. 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 So I think so- it's just, just, last night I was just marveling with some friends about the fact that um, transcripts of podcasts uh, aren't still like easily, that easily available yet, right? Mm. Because um, to me, it seems like we're already doing deep fakes. We're already like sending rovers to Mars and all that. It almost seems like transcribing a human conversation shouldn't be that far away la. Mm. or at least it should have been, already should have been accomplished already la. I mean there are um, you're saying that, that the fact that people don't, don't do it or there's no service that does it no I know there are services that do it but to me it was like uh, it should already be on Spotify or something you know like, oh. like that, that's that's my thought la, that like we genius are, lyrics or something uh. yeah like how come it's like it seems to be taking so long so in some ways when people come onto the reddit and and you know add on add on their comments and everything right you are helping future generations of of uh people who are researching you know let's say what the singaporean take on was on Xinjiang cotton and stuff like that you're 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 logging these down for eternity as well uh, you know mm. by by putting your comments out there so it, it it i think overall it in the larger history of of the internet and everything you are doing a lot by by putting down comments like that as well. Uh, that educate mm. not only educate us now, but it will probably educate people in the future when they, they they're searching for something, they see your comment, then they come and listen to our podcast and they realize, oh shit, okay, this is how people were talking about it last time. Uh. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, speaking of transcripts, um that is also something that that we we know some of you guys have asked for in the past and we are looking into finding a way to do it as efficiently as possible because I think there is some value to being able to search what we say like because the search capability in the podcast space audio space is still very limited i think it's only a matter of time before google and spotify apply their search algorithms to the contents of a podcast but yeah a transcript might be might be good so so we might just then we might just do it man yeah cool all right so now to the final segment the one short thing of the past few days which is which is uh, would you like to go ahead terence no, why don't you go ahead first since I, I did the first comment? 
Okay, so mine is a, and I mean, uh, it's a podcast uh, on the Tim Ferriss show. You know, Tim Ferriss, the the guy who almost popularized the concept of hacking your life and mm. finding finding ways to optimize everything about your life. Uh, he's the mm. author of the Four Hour Work Week, the Four Hour Body, the Four Hour Chef, and he has a very successful mm. podcast, lah. So his podcast, one he did recently, was a podcast with Balaji Srinivasan. Have you heard of that guy? Uh no. He goes no. by the Twitter handle Balaji S lah. So I only came okay. across of came across him of, of like a few months ago. He's like a, okay. a legend in the in the startup world in Silicon Valley. He's founded like I mean he has a master of uh computer engineering from Star uh Stanford, master of chemical science. He's founded like three four companies that have been acquired. So he's he's like fucking like legend lah. Um, he was mm, a former mm. CTO of Coinbase and now. He kind of like angel invests and does his own thing. But why he's very famous on Twitter is because his tweets are almost a little like creepily prescient. Uh, and he's, mm. he, he shares very interesting thoughts about COVID and, uh, and, and stuff like that in, in the world of tech. And I think certain tweets of his at the start of last year were creepily accurate. La. So he's seen like as like a cool thought leader on Twitter. Um, and... Mm. Why I found his podcast interesting, I'm only one third through it because it's three hours and 53 minutes long. But mm. so far, I mean, the top the, the podcast apparently covers everything about the future of, of tech, the future of education, uh, crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all. And I think for anyone interested in kind of just getting some interesting thoughts in a way that's entertaining and engaging, so far I've listened to an hour plus and it's fucking interesting. Like, I almost had to stop to think about some of the stuff they said. Like. Mm. Yeah, so because he also talks about how like um yeah i mean just how to in this post-pandemic world how to think about your work your career uh and and almost in a way that is very logical and not like how you say uh, uh like a teacher nagging you or something la. so mm. so I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it la. so when you stop in the middle of podcast to think about it like what like what do you do you like you like really pause then you just like stay in the blank. Oh no, space because go, I got huh. done. I got done with my exercise and I needed to go shower. Okay. Oh, so in the shower you're thinking about it, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's okay, almost okay. like a uh, an, a a required pause, but it's a good pause because, okay, okay. uh, yeah, it gives me time to think, like. No, I just trying to picture you like the MRT, like you suddenly like you're just staring to a distance, and suddenly you like oh like very kanchong, then reach out your phone and then hit pause. Then you like oh, yeah, just no. start like looking around. No, that sometimes happens. <laughs> then I take down notes in my in my Apple Notes la. It used yeah, to be yeah, Evernote, but Apple Evernote went to yeah, shit, yeah. so I migrated. Yeah. So so and yeah. And then, then yeah, there's this there's this suddenly everything around you looks like the Matrix la. Like yeah, you exactly. Got epiphany. <laughs> <at that. laughs> then I I try and like you know want to tell somebody about it. Then shut the fuck up. Susan comes along in the MRT and oh, asks yeah, me to yeah, stop yeah. talking. No, no talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was yeah. a pretty funny meme on our Reddit. Oh, yeah. like someone. <laughs> Someone like listed, shut the boy. fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Susan. It's one of iconic, Singapore's iconic. Fucking the memes uh, are back, man. Yeah, iconic. Fucking iconic Mascots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, what is your one yeah. show thing? What's, what's, what's the podcast called again? Uh, oh, it is the the Tim... It's podcast episode 506. Uh, Tim Ferris uh, with Balaji Srinivasan. I'll put a link in uh, the show notes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, my one shot thing is actually a game that uh-huh. I, I during one of these uh one of these sales I actually jumped on. And I think it's on sale in the PlayStation Store right now, so it's a good time to get it. 
Uh, it's a it's a game called Snow Runner. So it's a it was a game that was released sometime during the pandemic in twenty twenty, but it so it, it went largely under the radar. But it's also a very niche kind of game, like I wouldn't say that everyone would love it. Um, mm. it's basically you know you know the the profession of American trucker. Yeah, where 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 you basically because in America like cross country deliveries of like you know, goods and big items like logs and, and, and natural products and, and produce and everything. Um, they basically, like, they're this huge 18-foot or I don't know how many foot trucks that carry large amounts of cargo and they travel at, like, you know, on the on highways at very high speeds. And then they also have to traverse, like, very difficult landscapes in in, in uh, very rural towns in America to get to where, where they need to be. Mm. So someone has taken that whole experience and made it into a game, you know, a triple A game for the PlayStation uh, or, or PC. You can also find it on PC. Mm. So basically, you you are a truck driver in the US and you have to drive your truck through very treacherous territory in order to deliver and pick up stuff and stuff like that. Also, for example, like, I only just started playing on the weekend, but now I'm, I'm quite hooked on it already. Like, it's like you you basically start off in, uh, in some small town in Michigan Mm. And you have to drive your truck through, you know, muddy, muddy terrain, and 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 uh, use a uh, because of the physics of the game, your truck gets stuck in mud very often, lah. Mm. And then you have to start using a winch to to hook your winch onto like trees around you and pull yourself out of the mud and use physics to kind of understand how best to get your your car out of the mud. So every situation is almost like a little. Um, puzzle by itself physics puzzle like your your left wheel is stuck in the mud here but your right wheel you can turn and, and you know get under some some rocks and stuff like that how do you use the winch and your four wheel drive to get you out of that situation no? so oh. so it's a uh, it's not just a it's not a racing game or what but it's kind of probably a simulation of what it's, it's like to be a, a truck driver in the most rural parts of America and it's called Snow Runner Snow Runner yeah Snow Runner so, so obviously there's also like you go to Alaska and places like that where you have to, you know, drive through snow and, and very treacherous weather as well. La. Oh, that's um, cool. So, so, so that means it, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a cathartic game almost, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can literally spend an hour just trying to figure out how to get out your get your vehicle out of this spot of mud. Uh. So, mm. <laughs> it's it sounds like a real-time waster, but it's so satisfying in the end when you finally pull yourself out of this, this ditch uh, and then it you know, I, I guess in Singapore, because our roads and everything are so well-maintained, right? Mm. We rarely get these issues. But um, if you've had the fortune of traveling to the very rural parts of, of not to say rural, but the more, you know, the the, the, the parts of agriculture and, and all that are much bigger industries in the US, for example, mm. you realize that a lot of these roads are, they're not like, you know, um, beautifully uh, cemented roads. They're actually really like, you, if you just take one slight wrong turn to the left, you you end up in a muddy ditch, and then you 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 need to wait like an hour for or half an hour to an hour for someone to come and maybe help you pull your vehicle out and stuff like that. So you're really exposed to the elements when you drive when you drive long distance in the US, lah. And and I think the element is is often lost on Singaporeans who travel overseas and, and think that they can drive twenty four hours to reach their destination and stuff like that, lah. And so this game. It's a very uh nice reminder of that kind of that kind of situation in the US. La. So do you have to pause and think or not? <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. I do sometimes like I get really frustrated and I just sit there and I just like okay, like how do I, you know, should I just like try and flip my vehicle 
but I risk flipping my vehicle and then and, and but at least I get to a slightly different position and and then I have to plan my route lah. Should I go through this ditch that that has a lot of water or should I go through this this section that I have to you know cut through like jungle and stuff like that? So so, so it's. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's, yeah, it's very cathartic. Uh, the game. I don't know how to explain it. It's just one of those strange things where, where like you play it and it just all clicks and then you go online and you see, like you see the community of people who have rallied around the game and like love it to bits and everything. And, and it's like, yeah, it's such a, it's one of those things you, you wouldn't get like playing any other game. Uh. Oh, sure. So we both give, uh, give like uh, one show things that are quite complimentary. Like, you know, if you want to yeah. relax, uh, clear your mind, sounds like yours is quite, uh, cathartic if you yeah. if you want to ha- hear like some futurist talking about the future talking about like what life is going to be like uh, that's yeah. the podcast or you play both uh, then you overachieve at the yeah. same time wow. fucking wow. yeah that would be dope just do that overachieve yeah. <laughs> cool oh, man yeah. that's it awesome okay this is the end of the podcast to people who, who are asking us for outro music this is the end alright uh, and talk to y'all. Anything else, Terrence? Nope, that's it. Okay, talk to y'all soon. Bye.